0: every team every topic everywhere this is believe
1: on this episode of damsels in the dms and then in the mean in the my spare time i was auditioning and doing things like that but the thing that clicked in me was that life is far too short now now i'm remembering this and i'm telling myself this again life is far too short to be doing things that you don't want to be doing do you know what i mean and and um I know myself, I always, even still now, but I've always put people, how they feel about something, I've always put that um, ahead of how I feel about a situation. Um, But that, that moment there, I was like, no, I need to go and I need to do this for me. There's some damsels in the DMs. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs. Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please.
0: Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I am Osh
2: and we have some new backgrounds behind us. I know,
0: Asha's really cracked down on the podcast. The boss is back, (laughs) and she's instilling some uh, white backgrounds over here, but it's a good thing.
2: It's a good thing. We're gonna get some cute reels for you guys. We're gonna look so cute, and you're gonna be like, wow, who are they? They're just so clean. And Asha,
0: apparently you mandated gold hoops too, because we're matching.
2: You know what
0: it just happened it, it was telepathy yeah you only white backgrounds and gold hoop earrings <laughs> <laughs> lauren how are you i'm good i'm done a year of grad school that's insane and so far I have passed all my classes so that's great news and i i wouldn't expect anything less thank you so much and i mean these episodes they're gonna come out like a little bit disjointed from when we recorded it but Just, you know, for the record, I'm heading to Cannes tonight to bring you our big We Audition episodes. So you guys will have heard these already by the time they come out. But you know what? Now you get to hear the the real anticipation and excitement of me getting ready to head over to go do it in person. But yes, I'm excited. I can't believe that I survived a year of living in New York. I mean, it hasn't been like a full year of me being here, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, I can't complain.
2: Do you think you're gonna stay in New York um, once you're done with grad school or do you think you're gonna come back to LA?
0: I think i will probably come back. It sort of depends a lot on like what Brian's job does too. But I like I could see my New York time being more extended than what I originally thought. But honestly, lately I've just been living in like a era of spontaneity and just like knowing you really can't plan for everything. And that's kind of okay. I'm trying to develop more of like a peaceful mindset where you know things don't always go according to plan, but that's okay.
2: I feel like I have usually been having a more peaceful mindset, like very laid back, whatever happens, happens. But this uh, school that I am going to, they're just, I guess the way that the French work is also very laid back, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of personality types where everything's whatever it'll happen when it happens, you know, 20 business days, no problem. We'll get back to you. And I need an answer now. I'm leaving for Paris in less than a month. Uh, or no, actually, I'm leaving in a month and I need a student visa and I haven't gotten that. I haven't gotten anything. And I just feel like and now I'm just I'm going to leave it up to the gods to have everything done by the time I leave because I'm stressing the fuck
0: out. It's really funny how this is going to go for you, because it's like. You moved to America, you weren't really an American. Now you've like kind of become an American and now you're going back to Europe kind of as an American. And it's going to be really interesting, like how you adapt to these cultures. I feel like you've gone so much shape-shifting.
2: You know what's funny is that I'm going to be that girl that's like, yeah, I'm from L.A.
0: <laughs> because the people that you used to hate.
2: The grass is always greener, right? Like. I go back home to England and I miss Americans. Like I crave American people. I miss LA. I'm like, yeah, I'm from LA. And I try to put on my accent a little bit more. And then when I'm here, I'm like, oh, America sucks. I'm from England. Um, Yeah. Putting in my accent a little bit. But then now I'm going to Paris and I'm like, oh, which one do I want? I'm like, hmm, I like LA more. Actually Paris, like they, they love Los Angeles and they love like. Really? The- Angeles and palm trees and all of that. But yeah, no, I'm very excited for this Paris move, but equally very sad because LA has become a home for me for what yeah. years, and it's gonna hit my five-year anniversary the day that I get to Paris. So sad.
0: Well Yeah, back. it's interesting because I feel like when I've come back to LA, it's like more stressful because a lot of times it's like a lot of work things that I have to be doing while I'm there. And it's funny because now New York feels less like business oriented. Like I think I associate it more with fun and LA feels more like business where I never had these associations prior to being in school.
2: Yeah. I mean, cause you're only here for a certain period of time. Like it's like a weekend at a time or a day or two days at a time or a week.
0: Like a whirlwind. To- yeah. Cause I'm always staying with you and it's like, get up at 7am. Yeah. I'm like, okay, bye yeah
2: my one rule for lauren is if she comes to stay with me we have to hang out like she can't use this us as an airbnb or a hotel room like we have to hang out
0: <laughs> which is the best rule to stay with like a cool person you know like great right.
2: i before i even when i texted you i was like oh i have one requirement but i did text what it was do you remember when i did that
0: yeah, and it, it like took forever. I feel like you always do this. You'll say something like so ominous. Like even with this episode today, you were like, can you hop on earlier? And I was like, for what, Osh?
2: <laughs> I was gonna just text you why. And I'm like, I'm, all, I'm trying to get ready. I'm doing all these things. Like, I don't really feel like I need to text you about it. Just hop on earlier and trust me.
0: It's like terrifying. You're like, never know what you're gonna expect. Anyway, today we have a phenomenal guest for you. I really feel like the guests, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but they've been pretty good lately. I mean, confirm or deny on Instagram, but I feel like we've been giving you some great content. And today's episode surely does not disappoint.
2: No, it does not. We have Miss Verona Rose, who is an actress, a presenter,
0: the host of Secret Crush,
2: host of the host of Secret Crush, a beautiful woman inside out, so much personality so much so much good vibes great like, vibes she, I love that she can literally have anything thrown at her and she won't take it like anything negative thrown at her she won't take it she'll just laugh about it huh that's how you feel about me anchor.
0: I know what a great mentality meanwhile I'm like pouring over any negative thing that anyone ever says about me like overanalyzing it <laughs> morning pages <laughs>
2: Learn as a Google file of all bad things that were ever said to her since she was one years old.
0: Probably, probably. And I have like a photo of the person who said it next to me with all their pros and cons.
2: Never forget.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think we've said enough. Let's just go talk to Verona. Let her do all the talking.
2: Let's get
0: into it. Hello. Okay. So today we are here with Verona Rose. Hello, Verona. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm just counting the seconds until Osh drops into her British accent. Please, (laughs) Osh, tell them about how you are from England originally.
2: (laughs) Yes, I'm from England. I went to middle school and high school there, and then I moved to America for uni, and then I never left.
1: How long have you been in America?
2: 12 years, so it's been a while. That's why my accent's completely changed. It's more of an adaptation thing, Mm -hmm. Um, and then it slowly comes out if I'm drunk or if I'm with my family, it'll come out
1: so Um, what comes out your your English accent yeah but I'm loving I'm loving this twang you've got going on though
2: (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in Botswana and so I had a very heavy South African accent before I moved to England when I was 11 and then when I moved to England it was kind of just everyone being like oh it's not this it's that it's not this it's that so I had to change my accent basically to not be made
1: oh bless you even
2: though my south african accent was so much better and then it kind of just happened when i moved to america because i was like everyone's gonna do the same thing to me i'm just gonna adapt to the american and then it just stuck
1: (laughs) oh do you know what you said you moved to england when you were 11 you literally look like you're 11 now so how long were you (laughs) you look good thank you so much (laughs) loves that Love it. Give
0: her a couple more pats on the back. (laughs) do it. Anyway, Verona, please tell us about you. We've heard enough about Osh now. Please tell us all about how you got into
1: your career, everything that you're doing now. Please just give the listeners the lowdown. Sure. So I'm an actor, writer, uh, presenter, and I got into my career. That's a difficult question. I don't really know. I mean, I always, to be honest with you, actually, I always wanted to perform when i was younger i really really wanted to be a singer like i had dreams of like you know being on stage and running through the crowd slapping the hands like ah and, and then one day i realized i couldn't sing so um i decided to focus on the acting but i went to um i went to perform an art school over here called um the brit school you guys heard of it it's like Wet adele went had some um, incredible people come out of there yeah so i went to the brit school at 16 so i moved left um southampton which where i'm born and raised moved to london at 16 um on my own and went to the brit school um and then lost all my confidence at the brit school because it was like you know brit schools like but you, you audition to get in there so it's not like you don't pay it's not one of those things where oh you have to pay pay to go you can go you know you you audition so I like to think you have to be good to go to the Brit school right so I went there, but everybody at the British school is like, so me, I left my my um, secondary school and I was like, oh, the best at drama, you know, I was like, oh, everyone wanted to be in my group when we were doing a, a show or whatever. Go to British school, everyone is that person plus some. Um, So lost my confidence and I was like, okay, I can't go to drama school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went and done a degree in drama and English um, and then left and set up my own business and started teaching drama. Um, and then i was like do you know what i need to go back to london like what am i doing um so i went back to london in 2010 and was like that's it now i'm focusing on um on acting full time um and did but you know obviously um it, it, it wasn't that easy um you know you get a hundred no's before you get a yes mm-hmm. and then um you get a yes which is amazing and then you get a hundred more no's and then you get it, but then the yes start becoming more frequent. So, um, but that's how I got into a- acting. Um, presenting it was a bit of a different story. Somebody just contacted my agent, a production company, I was like, We've got this concept for this show, Secret Crash. We know it's not what Verona would normally do. Um, you know, um, we, we hope you don't mind us asking. Like they almost said it in a way where it was like, Oh um we don't want disrespectful disrespectful by offering this but i love the show and i was like guys like, really what they so just asked my agent if i was interested and i was like of course i am didn't hear from them for about a month and i was like okay they decided they they obviously got the wrong person they they offered me the job but um yeah got the wrong person but then um ended up doing it so uh, yeah it was i guess they saw me on something else and were like oh we like her um, her banter basically and um, that's how I got that job. For
2: listeners who don't know can you tell them which
1: Secret Crush is? Sure so Secret Crush is a show it's on it's so in the UK it's on ITV2 and in the States I think season one is on Discovery Plus and mm-hmm. it's a show about um to so say for example one of you guys has, has a crush on a co-worker on like um your dentist you'll bring them onto the show and you'll say to, say to me look I've got a crush on this person I like them because of this you know all of these this number of reasons and then um I'll send you on a date with them you surprise them they have no idea that you, who's brought them there you surprise them let them know you're my secret crush and then um go from there sometimes it works sometimes people leave crying. Um, so so we've had we've had the stepbrother and sister on the show as well so um yeah but that's the show the show is um a dating show for people that have a crush on like on a friend or colleague
0: I was just curious like when you decided to stop acting and go into teaching what do you think you had to change about yourself internally and the way that you viewed everything to give yourself the confidence to go pursue acting the second time
1: so sorry so you asked him what did I change about myself to go back into acting yeah
0: like what do you think changed about your perspective and you internally you know to go back and pursue it again
1: that you know that's a great question I think so I went into teaching and I love seeing the growth of people so and I love people so when I was in teaching my mindset was I love helping people that's just who I am even to this day I help people as much as I can so I just love helping people but then I got to a point where I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm doing this. There was nothing wrong with the job. It was amazing. But I just didn't feel I felt sad. Yeah. I felt. I felt really like I remember being in class and feeling like sad and emotional. Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this. So my mom, my mom can tell her friends that my daughter's a teacher or my dad can say, do you know what I mean? Um, and something just clicked in my head. Oh, oh sorry. Actually, what happened? I've just remembered now quite very sad, actually. 2010 so you know you have like these family friends somebody that's been in your life forever like you've only ever known that person to be there um there was somebody that I knew and it was um it they were older than me but it was it was a couple of days before their 30th birthday and they passed away um just suddenly yeah he um had a I think um a a brain aneurysm or something like bleed on the brain and he passed away just out of the blue and that that was a changing moment for me because i remember thinking i think it was his 20th his his 30th birthday yeah i remember thinking life is too short like there is no way like i'm going to be in life doing something i don't want to do when it can just go like that and he had family you know children his partner and for me, it clicked in my head, and I was like, "That's it. I have." And I came. I actually came. I stopped the, the acting the first time round because I wanted to be close to my family. So my family live like Southampton, so I wanted to be around them. But I was like, "I have to. That's it. I'm up here. And I'm rooting everything, and I'm going to London." I had. I I was so broke. You know, I had a I had a bit of money, but not really. Like I went to London without a plan. Like I was like, "I'm going there, and that's it." I moved. Um, and then within a week i um, ended up being in two schools just because I, I wanted to you know obviously you need to pay pay for your bills and stuff so i was in two schools doing them um, after school um acting classes for the children and ppa cover yeah so and then in the mean in the my spare time i was auditioning and doing things like that but the thing that clicked in me was that life is far too short now now i'm remembering this and i'm telling myself this again life is far too short to be doing things that you don't want to be doing do you know what i mean and and um I know myself, I always, even still now, but I've always put people, how they feel about something, I've always put that um, ahead of how I feel about a situation. Um, But that that moment there, I was like, no, I need to go and I need to do this for me. What a
2: hustler, because that is, that speaks a lot to your character to go and get part-time jobs teaching acting, you know, like still doing your dream job like you're still acting yeah, yeah. You're teaching students how to act that's really commendable to you for doing that oh thank question, you yeah my question to you
1: is do you connect more to hosting or to acting oh to acting yeah definitely to acting but I think with the hosting um I'm being a heightened version of myself so I feel like I'm still acting a little bit if that makes sense yeah. Um, even though it's not scripted, you know, I'm I'm just um improvising totally. the majority mm-hmm. of the time. Um, but yeah, definitely acting. Like for me, acting is above not like not relationships and stuff, but acting is above everything for me. I Although I love I love posting.
0: I think that there's really something about the British training that makes you want to pursue acting more, like makes you fall in love with it. Because I I studied at the British American Dramatic Academy. And I remember, like, right before I went to London to study it, I was ready to give up acting. I told my mom that I was going to pursue a career in politics. And then when I went over to London and was studying acting there, they were so strict about it. Like the program was so hard. Even if you called out sick, they would come to the house that we all stayed in to come find you and like actually see if you were really sick. Like it was so intense, but you know what? It instilled in me that like, if I really wanted to pursue acting, I had to bring that same intensity to the craft. And yeah. I think that the schools in London do a way better job of that than they do in the US. Like, I don't know about you Osh, but I feel like in America the training that I've had here, even when I was in college, like I don't think it gave me that its same drive the way that the English teaching does.
2: Yeah, I definitely coming from high school, right? Like everything is so rigorous in England, like they they you're very diligent as a worker you're you have all this pressure on you but when you come to america like for example college like they were just so hands i think it's also a good thing to be super hands off because it teaches someone to have more responsibility Mm -hmm. because the english way is to literally you know like force feed you and hold your hand and like take you here take you there take you there like this is exactly what you need to do if you don't show up we're coming to your door to make sure that you're actually sick in in america it's more like hands off like you're responsible for your own shit. If you don't show up, that's on you. That's, you know, like you need to figure it out. So I think there's two things. I think both have pros and cons. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I agree. I agree.
0: So when you decided to pursue the show, did you feel like you had a moment where you were like, Oh my God, am I still going to be acting? Like, is this going to take away from my acting career? Or were you really able to put yourself into the personality that you've become on the show right away?
1: so um i so actually this the first season was filmed in lockdown so wow. we were all at home initially so for me it was like oh my gosh this is amazing i'm gonna be out of the house london's lockdown so we had a lot of people coming from like up north where they were fully on strict lockdown They had no shops open where we had at that moment we had like um shops open and things so a few things open so at that time, for me, it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get out of the house. Oh my gosh, I might get COVID, but I'm going to be out of the house. This do you know what I mean? So, so um, I think I was able to throw myself into it. I did have a chat with my agents, and my agents do say to me quite have have said to me in the past that um, you don't want to you don't want to muddy the water too much, right? Because I get I've been asked to do quite a few like um like reality shows um in terms of like say say um. I, I won't give too much away, but like, say, like to do with dancing or to do with different things. I've done a dancing, a dancing reality show, but there's certain shows my agents have been like, it's too far reality. If you want to be an actor, mm. um, you don't want people to be like, what is she? And I've had people. I have at first I was like to my agents, no, but I want to do it all. I'm just a creative. I'm a performer. That's what I am, but. I had someone contact me recently saying that they've put a pitch deck together and they've had interest in it. They've put it together and they've been asked to um, give a couple of names and there's a character in it. And she's like, oh, the character is, is very gritty and she's like this and like that. I don't want to offend you, but are you interested in doing something like that? Because I know you do a lot of comedy. And I'm like, I'm an actor. like comedy. Yes. I, I took the comedy path because I wasn't booking work. So I was like, maybe if I tried to pigeonhole myself, I'll start booking work. So I was like, let me focus on the comedy. Um so um sorry, I know I'm waffling on here. No, no, uh, I love it. I'm a- answering your question, but you um, but um yeah, sometimes there is that internal, is this the right thing to do? What should I because people do people see me as an actor? What do people people don't know where to place me, you know? Um and I spoke to an actor, he, he lives in he lives in Hollywood and he's doing very, very well. A friend of mine and he he said to me, um, he said to me, I i actually asked him about this show that I boxed. So I said to him, look, what do you think? My agents gave me this advice. What do you think? And he said, listen, babe, it's great because obviously these these shows give pay good money. You can pay your bills. You can do what you want to do. You can live your life. But also, if you do want to be taken seriously, maybe, maybe you need to not do so many of the, those things, you know? So, um, yeah. There is sometimes that back and forth with yourself. So have, have you, have you still, what's
2: going on with Secret Crush? Are you still a host for them or are you kind of moving more into now doing acting stuff?
1: No, so acting is my thing, but okay. Secret Crush, I still, I'm still hosting Secret Crush. Um, okay. it's aired at the moment still airing at the moment as well, and 40 episodes. But um, yeah, it's not, it's not that I'm moving into acting. It's that um, I moved into hosting, I guess, or presenting from okay. the from acting. Yeah. Yeah, I think as actors,
0: we need to be protective of our identity as actors too, because I have the same thing as you, because right now I'm in school for producing. And people will always say to me like, oh, so like now you're moving more into producing. You're not really doing the acting thing anymore. And I'm like, I am an actor and I am using producing saying to help my acting but I think people are like oh whoa 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 like I wasn't trying to criticize you but I think it's like actors like acting is so integrated into our identity that when yes. people start to say like oh, are you moving away from it are you moving into this like we feel so protective because it is such a big part of us
1: yeah yeah never never no, definitely not moving away from it but if there are other opportunities that present themselves that can help me build my profile even more then I think that over here like i was watching something um i started watching this show on um amazon it's on amazon prime it's a really really good show it's got loads of them um, it's got actors but also like um artists uh mm. singers rappers in it but because they got profiles they get certain roles you know so it's like sometimes sometimes it can be a good thing but then sometimes it can go against you but i think i'm looking at those people i thought like, i didn't get seen for this and i could have been paid for it but these people have got got a bigger profile than me. That, but they're not actors, you know. So I think, um, oh, it's such a difficult. Great question, by the way. But it's such a difficult. Um, you know, you just know, I, I, everyone's journey is different, right? Mm-hmm. So you never know what what is for you. But I know sometimes people will, will be like, oh, well, I'm an actor. I would never do blah blah blah. And I used to be like that. Oh, you wouldn't see me doing this. But then as soon as you get a taste of um, a taste of. Uh, and, you know, you see a profile growing. you get, you start moving in different circles, you start doing different things. It's like, okay, well, actually, why am I going to not do that? When I can pay my bills, I can live a, a, a much better life if I do that and still do my acting or still do other things, you know? So yeah, I'm not going to say no to anything at the moment. That's well, kind actually, of- I, do, I do say no to some things, but yeah. <laughs> we won't judge
2: you for saying yes. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, with TikTok and Instagram, right? Like all these TikTokers getting famous and then getting signed with WME and CAA and all these big agencies. And you're like, what the hell? Like, I I said no because I'm gonna be an actress and I wanna, you know, protect myself and I wanna be seen as a solid actress, and I don't wanna be an influencer that's like going and doing these mm-hmm. things. But then you see these people who are getting signed by these big agencies who have never acted, and then they're getting movie deals, and you're like, did I just fuck myself up by saying no to opportunities that I should have said yes to? Weird dance that you have to play with this industry.
1: It is a dance. It really is a, a, a terrible back and forth of like, should I be doing this? Shouldn't? Like I'm trying to do more content at the moment because I had a conversation with my agents, right? Put, I'm trying to put more content out at the moment. Um. But is that is that what I want to do? I don't know, you know? So yeah. just like you're saying, it really is. But then sometimes I think, the way things are moving maybe it's a good thing to just build you know to 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 build your profile and and have um some kind of influence because then you're going to get other opportunities but then there's this thing like I feel like like you're saying this dance like um with actors we want we want to be true I want to be a true actor I am an actor I'm trained I'm I'm this but then are we sometimes shooting ourselves in the foot and like you're saying like um missing out on opportunities because we want to be just an actor and I want to show that I'm a serious actress it works for some people but for some people it doesn't
0: yeah yeah it's so true I even have classmates who talk about like because I'm in film school and they'll be like oh I love to use non-actors because they're more natural like and that makes me want to like beat my head against a wall you know because I'm like actors are trained to be natural but sure use a person off the street go ahead yeah <laughs> But what yeah. are some of the challenges that you've had in pursuing this crazy career and what were some ways that you overcome them to get to where you are now?
1: Um, okay. So some of the challenges, I guess, like I'm from a, um, you know, my parents worked very, very hard, but I'm from a working class family. I've got five siblings. Both of my parents worked very, very hard. Grew up in the same household as my parents, but definitely like financial, right? At the start, um, not, you know you have to make this like decision between okay can i pay for my spotlight this month or this for the year can i pay for um my phone bill oh my gosh when i first signed with my agent i remember my phone was going to get cut off and i was like and i wasn't going to have my can you imagine my phone was going to cut off and also um my i couldn't pay for my spotlight and i was like i've literally just signed to a massive agent and i'm not going to be able to pay for my spotlight like what do i do what where am I going to get the money from? What am I? Do you know what I mean? what do, What do I not pay to be able to pay for that? So, they're big challenges, and and I think that people don't always understand. Like some people that are, are from um, a um, a more well to do family, they don't understand the struggles of somebody that's not. And it's not always because oh that person doesn't work hard or their family doesn't work hard. I'm my parents are you know I'm second generation in this country. You know, like it, it's that there, there's a lot of um history behind why some people are um less fortunate than others you know so that for me um was a, a struggle um but then I, I did do like little things that i was like okay how can i help myself here okay i i can teach acting because i've done it before so that's a, a you know a way that i overcome that situation i started setting up my own thing but having said that, it's quite funny because i've just set up a new acting school now i've got so much more experience than i had um 13 years ago when i was doing it but yet now i've questioned myself am i even the right person how can i be teaching someone how to to act but yeah i did it 13 years ago and i i didn't question myself um imposter syndrome is another one you know we all have that right Mm -hmm. and we all have that and we're like am i good enough have i been given this there's this thing now you know where um here where they've tried to push like diversity and you make sure you've got a black woman or a person of color or this or that you might book a job and sometimes this whole thing going through your head have I just booked this job because I'm black have I booked this job because I'm the black woman is it because they think I'm talented enough so there's that that um thing as well um that I think you're going back and forth but then I have to say to myself no you've done this and they saw you on that and actually you've got a lot of for that so I think I think the way I overcome that was by um looking back on how far I've come and looking at my progress when I see okay back then I wasn't as good as I thought I was you you know you see yourself progress from through your work um that's how I think I overcame those kind of feelings but um yeah I think there's loads there's so many things so (laughs) many challenges so we'll be here forever
2: (laughs) I feel like when you're in that moment of feeling like okay did they only just um did i only get the job because i'm a black woman or i'm a brown woman or what whatever it is i think in those moments if you are feeling that way if that's a good opportunity for you to be like you know what fuck that i'm going to show them what i have so like yeah, even yeah. though you book me as a black woman like i'm going to show you that like this is what you're getting you know, like, this is how my, my work ethic, this is my acting, this is my talent, like, that's all the shit that you should have booked me for. But now that I'm here, I'm going to show you anyways.
1: Exactly. <laughs> click, 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 honey. <laughs> exactly. No, for real. And and that um, that mentality really does help push you forward. Or the other one is um, people thinking, oh, people are going to think that's the reason I got that job. But then now I have that. I don't know if you guys have had that saying. And um, what other people think of you is none of your business. Mm. That for me, oh, that's the best. What anyone thinks of me is none of my business, so I don't care, you know, and they don't really know you anyway. So, um, but yeah, thank you for that, Ash. <laughs> yeah, of course.
2: I feel like, I mean, in this industry, it's already hard enough as it is. And we were actually talking to Nat Bernstein yesterday, who is Lawrence mentor and a showrunner, writer, just this amazing human being in the industry. And he was saying that during times of when he was really successful, he felt like an imposter. He felt like, Oh my God, am I going to get caught? Like, are these people going to find out that like, I'm not the real deal or that I'm an imposter? Or I can't, I don't have what it takes, which mm-hmm. is insane because you see all these successful people and you think, Oh, they got it. Like they figured it out, you know, like, but they even, they haven't figured it out. And at this yeah. level of success. So yeah. it's really reassuring to know that. Okay. So everyone goes through this. Everyone has these thoughts, but, we're so unique, we're all by individual, like, we all have our own sets, sets of skills to bring to the table, like, just trust the process, which is easier said than done, but I, I feel like a huge imposter every day.
1: (laughs) Oh, bless you, oh gosh, I think, I think we, we, a lot more of us feel like that than we realize, like, you know, when we are feeling like it, we think, we think it's only us, but I think, like you said, a lot of people do, and I've been on—I've been on shows or things with big, big, big stars, and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I wasn't very good now. I did—I I messed up," or "Oh my," you know. And they'll—and you hear them talking, you're like, "Oh, okay, so it's—it's it's forever." <laughs> the, yeah, imposter yeah. Syndrome, the imposter syndrome is forever, but it's because we want to do our our best, right? Put, we want to sh- we want to show that we're um worthy and we are capable. So I think that that you know that that plays a bit of um. That played a part in us feeling like that
2: yeah well the industry over here has changed because like in america has changed a lot because there's a writer's strike going on um now it's like you know there's not it's very slow because of the strike and then covid and all of these things that have snowballed into where we are today is it kind of the same thing that's happening in england
1: as in the strike over here yeah no, there's no strike here at the moment that I, that I know of. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, unless I've been sleeping. And um, but I, I was in um LA um for the whole of March and part of April, and that was all everyone was talking about. There's going to be a right strike. This is happening. This is happening. Um, but I think it's needed. From the, I mean, because yeah, it's needed, and we need to all um uh stick together to get things changed. Right, make make yeah, make a change.
2: Yeah, I was just curious if it was like it worked the same way in England. You know, if writers were on the same like gig to gig basis, or if they were salaried how they used to be. Along, I term. think
0: it's a different union there. I because think I think I it's, think like it's... Of the union, like dependent on the union that you're in. Because are yeah. you a member of
1: SAG, Verona? No, I'm not. No. Yeah, so it's different. I want to be. Yeah, it's but different. We have got SAG the writer in- skill. Um, no, uh, not that I know of. But I mean, the thing is, is I I I write, but that's not like my my main bag. Do you know what I mean? So um, I gig to gig thing for me. Anything I've done has been gig to gig basis. I don't know for other people because like that's not my kind of. um, I started writing because I needed to create characters for myself, and I needed to um, create opportunities for myself. So that's why I started writing. And then I just ended up being in some amazing rooms um, off the back of that, and I had something commissioned from that as well. Um, so um, I don't, I, I, I don't really, really know if that makes sense because I'm not, I'm yeah, not no. a conventional writer. If that makes sense. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah no, totally. Um, yeah, I was just curious because I'm like, I wonder if it's the same thing that's happening over there, if it's you know, even after COVID, like not even the writer strike, like if the industry has changed at all in England
1: since covid
2: yeah
1: um i think i think there's been um i th- i mean yeah i think it has um to what extent i it's difficult for me to answer um just off, off the top of my head now without really thinking about it but yeah i think things ha- have changed but the thing is is that um i started getting the major- I, I mean i had done some tv work and some things before covid but covid hit and that's when I started. just Things started picking up massively for me, so I think that that's um, that's not a, a story that everyone's going to say, you know. Right, Just right. code I I had um, I don't have it here, but I I had like you know recording equipment, film equipment, and stuff at home, so I was able to do certain things that that um, other people weren't. So I done low, like voice, loads of different things and whatnot. So um, I think I think you know everyone's um, experience would be different with with COVID, but for me covid just picked my career just too rocketed from that what are some
0: um acting opportunities that came out about covid that you feel particularly proud of and what are some roles that you still really want to do like what are some of your goals that you
1: want to move into as well okay um acting opportunity oh do you know what something that this is a, this isn't like even um filmed but I got to thought, do you guys know David Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's that like, incredible. Like he a, 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 does children's story books. He also was a host on um Britain's Got Talent over here and things like that. He's he's a very very talented man. Um, quite a comedian stuff actor. Um, but I don't want to get his titles. <laughs> one, so <laughs> <laughs> forgive me. But um, I ended up voicing one of the characters for one of his books called ah. Slime. And I really I did that in lockdown. I really, really enjoyed that. Um I'm, I'm proud of that because I feel like my voice is just so distinctive that to, to be given like the opportunity to do those kind of voice things. And also actually I done um, a show, a show called um horrible histories, which is a children's TV show um over here. I, I really enjoyed that as well. Um, because I, I just love children. To children um yeah and then sorry the, what, you, you, what did you say at the end of that question you asked what are some roles you that you would have? want to play like you talked a little bit
0: about how you're writing for yourself so what like what do you want to move into either now
1: or after the show like what would some of your goals be oh I really want to just play some I mean I think every, a lot of people say this but because I've I've put myself I've pigeonholed myself so much into comedy I want to play some serious, hardcore um you know like um Angela Bassett type um mm-hmm. roles you know give me a madame give me a the head of a <laughs> see like this is what I want to do because I because i I feel like I can excel in those spaces more so than um the comedy
0: mm-hmm.
1: um although I love comedy you know I I enjoy what I'm doing at the moment that yeah I want to I want I think a lot of people say it but I want some real drama mm-hmm. some grit, gritty um mm-hmm. stuff something to get my teeth into that I can really um, just lose myself in to to the point where I have to come home and like meditate to get out of the the character and be like, I need to shake the character off so I'm no longer angry.
0: What are some of your healthy habits that like you implement, particularly because, you know, some days when you're on set can be like 12 hour, really long days. Like, what are things that you feel like you have to do every day in order to be the best version of yourself?
1: that's a great question and i really should adopt some things that's going to make me be the best version of myself but if i'm honest i don't really have any i mean i have a very a very very restricted or very strict i'm going to call it it's a light, i'm going to say diet just to so that it's easy to understand but mm-hmm. lifestyle okay so like i i Basically, do not have, um, and this is the this is this was initially due to. I um, started this in lockdown. It was initially due to me having I've got an autoimmune disease, and mm-hmm. I was very very ill for five years. Very ill to the point where I'd have like weeks I'd stay I couldn't get out of bed for like five days or a week, you know, things like that. So I adopted this new lifestyle, which is called the autoimmune protocol, and um, I basically make sure I sleep a certain number of hours a night so minimum eight hours of sleep um i do not do stress i do not do arguments i do not i do not get into drama or peace and i know it sounds like oh god really i've always been like that anyway but i just i'm like a sponge so i absorb people's energy so gossiping um saying horrible things about people i like to stay away from that i don't want to um uh be a part of anything like that but then also my eating i've got a very very um strict diet for want of a better word um where i have zero sugar no caffeine no alcohol no um no grains no no gluten no wheat no soy no dairy no dairy um uh yeah so i've got no no like seasonings no spices no um anything yeah so so i guess that is But that Um, that is, I guess, but then it's not like, oh, I must do this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. These are healthy habits, you know, like staying. Okay.
2: Negativity, making sure your cortisol is low. So you're not being stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. That is really commendable because that is, that's
0: a lot. Takes so much diligence. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I actually take my own food to set as well, by the way. So if I'm on set, I will go home after set and I have to cook my food for the next day. or the next two days or however long so yeah i i take my own food just so that i don't get any contamination or anything so yeah
0: predominantly meat and vegetables then
1: yeah meat veg i can have i don't have like potatoes or i can't have potatoes or like a nightshade so no no tomatoes or peppers or anything like that but i will have i can have sweet potato and things like that so yeah meat veg um but not tomatoes veg (laughs) and no tomatoes no nightshades (laughs) yeah
2: Wow. And how long have you been, you've been doing that since for like three years
1: now? Three years. Yeah. Three years. Three years. what
2: What are the, some of like the biggest changes that you've seen just in your like mental health from that?
1: Oh my goodness. Like it changed. Like I kid you not, it absolutely changed my life. I I I can send you guys some photos of what I what I looked like before my I had so much inflammation in my face that you can almost see that it was like red underneath. I looked like a completely different person. I couldn't speak properly. So sometimes I look back when i done it was in certain shows and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember that day feeling like I wasn't even there, like I was in a like a box, but I was there, but not there. If that makes sense, that like everything was happening around me outside of this box that I was in. Um, but the first thing that I noticed was this brain fog. So I used to find it very difficult to, still happens sometimes now um, when it's late in time, right? So I find it difficult to articulate myself like that. <laughs> so I find difficult to articulate myself and things like that. Um, but the first thing that happened was this brain fog. It lifted off me and I felt this whole weight. Like my brain just felt clear. Like I, I don't even know how to explain it, but that was the first thing that I noticed um, that I was able to think clearly uh and it just felt incredible and I never realized how how fogged my brain was
2: was that an immediate um an immediate effect or did it take like a couple of weeks for that to kick in
1: so I, I that was the first thing that I noticed and I think that that must have taken maybe two months I didn't basically all of the symptoms that I had disappeared within five months I'd been sick for five years um the point where I couldn't even like bend down like my body I'd be like oh my body was in pain all the time I couldn't speak I if the doorbell rang I would be like oh my god like what I had like this intense anxiety I'd never experienced that in my life like I I, I, I it was just a really weird space so, um but within five months they say try it for 30 days um you might get headaches from caffeine withdrawals and some sugar I didn't really get that I did feel a bit weird right because I never was a caffeine drinker anyway or really alcohol and stuff like that but um within within five months everything every single bad symptom that i had headaches joint pain um bloating inflammation and not being able to lift my i couldn't put my makeup on in the morning my hand would hurt so much i'd have to rest it on like a cushion and be like this it just within five months it disappeared everything went
2: crazy how without medication all of that happens like holistic health is so
1: yeah I still take medication though I do take medication daily so I don't know if I stopped the medication if something would happen I still kept taking my medication but the medication didn't help me before if that makes sense
2: right so you were still taking medication throughout the whole when you were in pain and all of that stuff yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. so
2: still like you know this these holistic changes like were the ones that impacted you the most which is yeah
1: incredible And before I would have been like, yeah, right. I'm not doing something like that. I'm not going to bully myself. Like, like me not eating sugar and not eating dairy is going to change anything. And I just was in such, I was in such a dark space, but I was like, like, something needs to change. Because by the time I thought I would end up like maybe in a wheelchair or, um yeah, I just, I just felt like I just maybe not being able to, yeah, not being able to walk. I couldn't get out. If I went in the bath, I couldn't lift myself out of the bath because my wrist oh would be in so much pain. Yeah so but no one would know this because people be like oh you're fine but I'd, I'd have to sleep like three times in a day you know like have naps yeah. so <laughs> horrible yeah yeah it really is
2: I'm so glad that you're so much better and that you were able to thrive in your career and there's so many cool things happening for you
1: oh thank you so much
2: with this with this like exposure to you know secret crush and all the shows that you're doing i'm sure that you get some crazy funny intriguing dms being sent by people so can you share like one of one of the most like funniest or weirdest or like even inspirational dms that you've ever gotten
1: I've had some beautiful inspirational ones. I've had a really weird one. Depends how rude I can be here, guys. Oh, please go for it. We, we, we all know. Okay. <laughs> I had a message. I, I The message is not even that funny, but I found it hilarious. I had a message from someone, because I don't really get like that many rude messages. Now, maybe I'm going to get them now. After <laughs> this. But um, I had someone saying, yeah, I'm going sh- to shove my dick in your gap. And I was like, my gap is tiny. It's massive. But, in, if you, if, like, to put, if you want to put a penis in there, like, your penis must be really small. Because <laughs> my cap's big, but it's small, like, if you know what I mean. Relative, relatively. I, yeah, I found that funny because I was like, mm, you're going to shut mm, Really? <laughs> what are you saying about yourself? But I'm, I've had some beautiful inspirational ones as well, like, from some young girls and people from where I grew up saying to me you know i really want to get into acting you inspire me or things like that so that's really i think that that's i you get the the most beautiful messages from um strangers and actually when secret crush went out in america i got so many messages more messages than i've ever got like from people here mm-hmm. so people saying oh i love your energy blah blah, blah. like so yeah um i've had some very beautiful messages as well those make all of the crude ones worth it right yeah i don't really get crude ones It touched with that it's going to stay that way so it was just that one that i saw like lurking in my in the background somewhere and i was like that's funny <laughs> joke's on you <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> well that's amazing um I feel like we usually get the baby, uh, the sugar daddy ones where yeah. we're, th- that's a very common
1: theme going on. You over- guys do, but is yeah. that, is that real though? I'm actually, I have had that, but are they not like bots or something? I had like a massive email proposal,
0: um, where the person like followed up multiple times, like found me on Oh IMDb. my gosh. And like told me that he's like, has helped struggling actors before.
1: And then he goes, and one of them is even engaged now. A success story. (laughs) Oh (laughs) my gosh. So that's real then. They found you on IMDB as well. That's.
0: Oh yeah. And then I sent it to my boyfriend and I was like, what's your best offer?
1: You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Oh my gosh. Okay. So do you get sugar daddy ones as well?
2: Yes, I've gone in the past, not anymore. For some reason they don't really love me anymore. I think it's because I'm 30 now and I'm a little bit older. But when I Yeah, my <laughs>
0: 2 whole years below you, Ashley, really make
2: me a candidate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I used to get oh, some
2: God. real creepy ones. Very persistent too, um from all over the world. And then there was this one guy who was trying to spam me and he was like, "I'm in the Philippines, send me money." And, and I was like, "No." And then he kept like uh, um, commenting on all of my pictures, like, send me money, send me money. And I was like,
1: dude, what makes you think I have money? I don't oh have anything. You send me money. Yeah, send me, send me fast and I'll send it back to you. Right. And he send it to me. So like, send me 20 bucks and then I can Western Union use some money. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> we'll invest it for you.
1: It'll yes. grow the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God! yeah, I maybe I do get some weird ones, but I just don't like smart you know, but, yeah, my friends some of my friends get some terrible messages, and I'm like, what do I need to do to get something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, like this,
2: I love this drama <laughs>
1: <laughs> would take away from drama, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think um, I, we just don't know people on socials, do we? Like try not to. To try not to respond if you do get anywhere. Yeah. Have you gotten
2: any um negative comments from being, you know, a a public figure now? You know, from followers or viewers of the show. Have you gotten and have you gotten any negative comments? And how do you navigate the negativity?
1: So, um, touch wood. I don't really get that many. I've seen like no, neg- not anything directly to me um so i i mean in lockdown i i was so freaked out about covid because um my autoimmune disease right so i was so scared like to do anything or you know i was washing my shopping i remember going to the shop and, and talking doing a video with my mask on and i remember someone said to me oh you're disgusting you've been paid to you're being paid to um to um advertise the mask you as a black woman of all people should know your your ancestors were in chains and you're now and i'm just like like what's my ancestors got to do with anything like i I mean i didn't really even engage in the conversation but you know that i just like. like, please do pay me please pay me to to wear a mask but um um, I mean, I've seen some comments that I went on a show and I was so terrible on it. Like, um, it was like a um, uh, it's called R- Richard Osman's House of Games. It's such a wicked show. It's got a massive following over here, and I was on it for a week. Um, and you have to answer like like questions. And um, the thing is, is like you know i'm black i'm west indian some of the questions talk about indie music and certain bands and i'm like i don't know that ask me about reggae or ask me about something to in my culture i might know and like there were some comments where people were just like at verona's as shit like why's verona on the show i'm like i'm on the show because i want to get some money (laughs) babes but um but no the show is really good fun anyway but yeah i've had some of them and then also i did something um this was when i was much more ill and i had this inflammation right um and also the illness that i have um it makes it difficult to lose weight for people like it your body doesn't know how to transfer food into energy very well right so um i was on something and someone said something like oh it was me and another lady they were like oh they should be a, a an expert for diabetes but i mean i i find the thing is i'll be honest a lot of the time i find it funny i do find it and i had another one where that someone said oh she's a, like a drag queen like do you think she's all that she this is when i was did, did this thing on x factor this is over 10 this is about 10 years ago more than 10 years ago and the people are like, oh, like she's like a drag queen and i was like oh hi guys that was me on the show you can follow me if you like i
2: <laughs> love that i love that response
1: yeah Why so
2: place just by make like being fun about it
1: yeah, and but then what normally if, you? yeah people want a reaction and they're like oh my gosh I didn't realise you were gonna respond or oh my gosh I'm like really sorry. yeah yeah like
2: what the
1: people are okay what was the X factor thing? Oh, oh gosh this was so long this is I don't know if you guys see our X Factor but yeah. Kelly Rowland used this was wow. years ago say again
2: I grew up on Br- British X Factor.
1: Oh of course sorry so yeah so Kelly Rowland used to be on there with Telissa um, Louis and Simon no or Gary Barlow and they did this thing where they did these fake judges and um I came out and um, when I was younger people I asked them a fringe People, people used to always think I looked like Kelly Rowland so I went on there as like Kelly Rowland's fake judge and we all came out on stage and I was like surprised the judges and i had to basically act like kelly Rowland for a bit and everyone was like she's she's disgusting she's like a man look at her breasts (laughs) people are horrible people are but you know what for me i'm like if you're going to take time if you're going to take time out of your day to make someone feel bad about themselves then you either have got something seriously wrong or you've got something going on in your own life for me i can only feel sorry for you but if you, uh, you do you know what i mean there's why would anyone ever want to go out of their way to make someone feel bad yeah so for me i'm like i can't take you seriously so whatever comes like i understand if i go on something and i do something and i say something that that's out out of pocket or or um people say oh she's annoying fine okay that's your opinion but if you just want to say something about the way someone looks or yeah, that's,
2: you know not, then that's, that's on you
1: going on over there yeah Yeah, exactly yeah Yeah. that's when you it was like (laughs) yeah I've got a big gap I've got big boobs I've got do you know what I mean like whatever so yeah it doesn't bother me too much but guys it doesn't mean start like um trolling me now please don't if you're listening (laughs)
2: luckily we have a good audience and no one is going to come after you because there is
0: nothing (laughs) Come after. And if they do, they're just jealous. And speaking Uh of our good audience, they do have a question they would like to hear from you today. Our DM of the week asks How have you handled dating in your own life while hosting
1: a dating show? That's a great question. And I'm going to have a really poopy answer because I've been in a relationship for 16 years. So, what? Yep. I've been with my partner for 16 years. So, you know, I mean, we, we do date, but our dating is like sitting on the sofa, watching a movie. <laughs>
2: wow. years That's amazing.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank oh, so, you. My best okay. friend.
2: I'm going to change that question to how have you navigated um, your relationship through your career?
1: Oh. i'm so sorry it just froze for a second oh weird what was your question how how is my
2: so how have you um have you been able to have this relationship or handle your relationship um preserve a 16-year relationship while having you know a really busy career
1: um do you know what i think it is i think being best friends Um, me and my partner are best friends um and he's been so supportive of me so even supportive of me and even if I if I've got an idea or um he has an idea we work on things together so um we we create together we make sure we have spend time with each other as well it is difficult because I mean I, I went to LA for just over a month and I didn't see him for the whole month but you know eight hours it was an eight hour um time difference as well but it was like you know make sure as soon as I wake up I'm on on video call with him or whatever but I I think it's definitely about spending time talking with each other being friends being friends is like the best foundation a relationship can have I think and like even because even like we do stuff now and I'm like oh my gosh like we're nearly like a certain age I'm, I'm like should we be behaving like this should we gonna be behaving like this when we're 50 60 and i'm like probably yeah <laughs> and it's fine i think it's fine to still have that um childlike banter and love and whatnot so i think i think that we've done it by making sure we make time for each other um when we get time definitely and then being open and honest about about um i'll just say everything but i know he's not open on everything <laughs> no but but being open and honest as open and- honest with each other as we can be i love that how beautiful I oh, thank you 16 years for my sins no, I'm <laughs> I'm Very happy with <laughs> lauren's halfway there
0: with her boyfriend yeah we've been oh, together wow. eight years and my boyfriend Um, i'm going to can tonight actually and oh. he's very much like we're not going to see each other for so long like it's going to be like such a long period of time like are we going to be okay i'm like it's been eight years like pretty
1: sure we're going to be okay for like the two weeks we won't see each other Oh, but the good the good thing now is we've got phones, we've got video calls and stuff. So you can, and we did long
0: distance. Yeah. We did long distance for a while. Yeah. Cause I was in LA for a long time. I just moved to New York in August. And now we live together. So I think
1: it's also like, you know, now that we're together more often, but yeah. And absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, you have exactly. a bit of break, you you know, as long as you know both as long as you're you're both um, in the same headspace and you know you're both. Faithful and you're both loving of each other. It's good you know sometimes it's good to have that little break,
0: yeah, from
1: yeah. each other. And then when you see each other again, be like, "Ah, oh, I love you." And then for a second, you're like, oh, good, just so annoying again. You know, <laughs> after 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 ten minutes, and, oh, now joking. No, I think that's
0: the problem. I think it's I'm that I've been joking. gone so much lately that he's like really misses me, you know. And now once oh, I'm home more often, oh. then he's gonna be like, "Oh God, her again." <laughs> 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 I'm
1: <gonna> leaving. <laughs> that's beautiful though so so what age if you don't mind me asking what age did you get together I was 20 I guess yeah 20 and you like besties
0: yeah we yeah I totally agree with what you were saying about like the friendship foundation first I feel like is everything like having that person for me also he is like by far the person who challenges me the most and um like really requires more of me and holds me accountable to my career. Um, He definitely made me see acting as a business. I never would have thought about acting as a business without him. I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, opportunity will come to me. And of course it doesn't. You have to create it for yourself. So
1: yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I love that. You've got a solid foundation, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Very lucky.
0: Where can people find you? Where can people be listening to you? How can everybody stay up to date with everything that you're taking on?
1: Okay, so you can follow my social media um, at The Verona Rose. Um, I've got some fun things coming out um, later in the year. I, I, can't really announce, which is really annoying, but one of them is, um, a Netflix thing, and I was in the writer's room for it, which is incredible, The only female in the writer's room, oh
0: my God. um, which
1: I can't, I can't wait to be able to announce, um, but yeah, um, so, Can um, you let
0: us know when you do, and maybe we can, like, do a little follow-up or something? when you
1: of course, when promote course, of course, yeah, definitely.
0: I love that, amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here, Verona. It was so great to get to know you and hear your story. All right, everybody. Well, it's been another episode of Damsels in the DMs.
2: Like always, please subscribe, review, rate, comment, DM us, talk to us.
0: We need your DMs of the week. We'll post um, the guests that are coming on. Please continue to send those so that our guests can hear what you want to hear from them. And yeah, as Osh said, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. It's been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye.
1: DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah.
0: It's going down in the DMs. Bye.